The second reading is from Revelation, the 21st chapter. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The word of the Lord. I knew that you always hear me, 
but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him, and let him go. The Gospel of the Lord. to you and peace from God our Heavenly Father and Christ Jesus our Lord who unites us with all the saints in the glory of the resurrection Amen four days after Lazarus died Jesus arrived and asked where they had buried him come and see they told the Lord Come and see. These words should sound familiar. It's the invitation extended to the disciples throughout the gospel according to St. John. In the first chapter, John the Baptist greets Christ and says, Behold the Lamb of God. And John's disciples ask Jesus, Rabbi, where are you staying? In verse 39, he bids them, come and see. The two men follow Christ before one of them, Andrew, goes out to find his brother Simon, exclaiming, we have found the Messiah. Andrew brings Simon before Jesus, who says, you are to be called Peter. The next day, the very next day, Jesus comes upon Philip and says, follow me. Philip does, and then he goes out to find Nathanael, saying, we have found him about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael scoffs, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And this time it's Philip who in verse 46 says, Come and see. Later still, in chapter 4, a Samaritan woman is gathering water at the well. She strikes up a conversation with the Lord, and she's amazed that this guy named Jesus could know so much about her. She runs back into the city and tells the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? Come and see the Lamb of God. Come and see the Messiah. Come and see the one about whom Moses and the law and the prophets wrote. Come and see the one who knows everything we have ever done. Come and see Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. 
now come and see becomes the crowd's invitation for Christ to follow them. Come and see the one whom you loved who is no more. Come and see that you might join us in weeping. Come and see this body decaying in the grave. Come and see, Lord, but don't ask us to roll away the stone because he has been dead four days and already there is a stench. The crowds echo the invitation, but do they know what is about to unfold? Do they see that this will be yet another more powerful call to discipleship? Do they know that as they bid Christ come and see the dead man, that Christ bids them and us come and see life return to those in the grave? Can they imagine that they are being called to come and see the one who has the power to forgive sin, to heal the sick, to restore sight to the blind, and yes, to even raise the dead? Do they know that Christ is calling us out of our tombs to come and see the newness of life? Can they imagine that when they told Christ to come and see that they would witness one of his mightiest miracles? The call to discipleship, the call to come and see, is the call to follow the God who gives life, even in the midst of death. This is the God who will, as the prophet Isaiah says, swallow up death forever and will wipe away the tears from all faces. It is the Lord God who will bring a new heavens and a new earth, even as the first things pass away, according to Revelation. And when that still more glorious dawn arrives, the Lord will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying will be no more. Pain will be no more. The one who called Lazarus from the tomb will make all things new on that day. Oh, that blessed day. This, this right here, this that we read today, is the promise of our faith. That death and grief will be undone that those who die in Christ will rise again, that those who weep and mourn are blessed, for they will be comforted. And on this day, as we remember all the saints who have gone before us, especially those who have died in the past year, we should take comfort in these blessed promises from Scripture. The lectionary offers an alternate reading for today, from the Wisdom of Solomon. It's one of those difficult to categorize books that we sometimes call the Apocrypha, but which was part of the scriptures as Jesus knew them. And in the appointed lection, we read, but the souls of the righteous are in the hand of God and no torment will ever touch them. In the eyes of the foolish, they seem to have died and their departure was thought in affliction, and they're going from us to be their destruction. But they are at peace. For though in the sight of men they were punished, their hope is full of immortality.
having been disciplined a little, they will receive great good. Because God tested them and found them worthy of himself. They will shine forth. They will govern nations and rule over peoples, and the Lord will reign over them. Those who trust in him will understand truth, and the faithful will abide with him in love, because grace and mercy are upon his elect, and he watches over his holy ones. Beloved people of God, kindred, dear friends, our hope is in the Lord. Our hope is in the one who called Lazarus from the dead. Our hope is in the one who will wipe away every tear. Our hope is in the one who watches over the faithful and holy ones. And yet, we still weep. Oh, after this past year and a half, how we weep. For loved ones. For Chris for Jackie, for Pastor Jack, for those we never knew, for persecuted Christians across the world, for people in places ravaged by war, for five million people around the world who died from COVID, and how we still weep for those who died in years past, for Bo and for Anne, for grandparents, parents, for beloved aunts and favorite uncles, for spouses, for siblings, for friends, for those parents who had to bury children, for grandparents who survived their grandchildren, for those that we respect but never met, for those we hated with whom we never reconciled. And through our tears, these hopeful promises can feel so terribly far away, dismissive even, foolish, as if to say that we are foolish for not simply getting over our grief, as though we were foolish because we don't realize that death isn't permanent. And indeed, there are Christians who approach mourning and grief in this way, who deny the reality of pain and anguish. But this is not the way of our Lord. Come and see. Come and see how he responds to the death of his beloved friend. Come and see that when Mary and Martha greet Christ and say, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. He does not dismiss their anguish. He does not say, oh, well, yes, very correct. I tell you, I will go raise him even now. Stop crying. Rather, he weeps. Let me say that again. He, Jesus, son of Joseph from the town of Nazareth, Christ the Messiah, eternally God from God, light from light, God weeps. Our God is one who knows the fullness of humanity. Our God is one who knows the pain we feel. Our God is one who knows the tears we have shed because he has shed those tears himself. Our God has felt the heartache we have endured. The God who will save us from death has cried for the dead and has even been stricken down by death himself. The promise of the, re of the resurrection then is not to deny our tears, 
but to wipe them away as a loving friend would, sitting with us by the graveside. So come and see. Come and see, you saints of the Lord, the God who weeps, for he is the one who will wipe away all tears. Come and see the God who endured death, who is the one who will also vanquish death. Come and see the God who descended even into the grave, for that is the God who will call us out of our graves on the last day. Come to the altar and see your Lord and your God. Come and see the God who has given his body broken for us. Come and see the very presence of the risen Christ. Come and see the God who joins with us and joins us with all the saints into one glorious communion through his body and his precious blood. Amen. Amen.